Mackenzie Atwood, and this is the Steven Universe Podcast. We've been talking about people and places that make up the Steven Universe world. And today, we're going to be focusing on Peridot, who's voiced by the crazy talented Shelby Rabara. Shelby and storyboard artist Amber Craig will be here to talk about what they love the most about Peridot, how she's grown and changed over the course of the show, and where she fits in with the other gems and Steven. Creator Rebecca Sugar and former executive producer Ian Jones-Cordy are also going to come back to talk about Peridot's creation, like what inspired her character traits, her design, and we're going to find out why she calls everybody a clod. And, of course, Peridot herself will be here to answer some fan questions as well. So, starting us off, Shelby Rabara and Amber Craig. How are you guys doing? Great. How are you? I am good. I am good. Um, so, Peridot's latest arc has been a bit of a doozy. It's been, it's been, whew. I like that Mackenzie doozy. I'm, yeah. I'm, perfect I'm, word for it. I'm hurt. I'm <laughs> the back to the kindergarten. Well, first of all, raising the barn, which Lapis left, Peridot's wreck. I and know. Now, yeah. It's what really, do I do? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then back to the kindergarten when, you know, Peridot attempts to get her life back together and, uh, Everything falls apart. (laughs) Very Um, much so. So, um, but there's a good message. So, like, what do you guys think that the message, like, is for these episodes, like, for both kids and adults? Sometimes your life falls apart, and other times your life gets scooped up and flown away, and you just have to keep rolling. Yeah, you gotta roll with the punches, (laughs) you know? Uh, I think um, when I watched it, when I saw Peridot, Obviously, I knew it was going to happen, but it was so long ago that we recorded. I always watch new episodes as if it's the first time me knowing what's going to happen to Peridot and Lapis and Steven. So it's, it, it has me in suspense when I watch it, uh, you know, months after we record it, because I, I, I forget a lot what the storyline is. But when Peridot is so depressed after Lapis leaves <laughs> and she's in the bathtub. The um, yeah, the that's my favorite face, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It reminded me of times in my life that I've gotten like really, really low and you feel like you just can't keep going. Like everybody knows what, what it's like to feel sad. And then, you know, you have your friends pick you up again and, you know, spread positivity and you're like, okay, whatever. Like I'll go along with it. I love it when she's like, can I bring my music? <laughs> That was yeah, like I love, one of my I favorite love things. Amethyst shutting her down. Like, yeah, she's like, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't bring any sadness with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, she goes back to the kinder, uh, kindergarten and she sees that one flower and she's like, okay, maybe there is. And Amethyst helps, um, Amethyst and Steven help her figure out like, no, you, you can still grow things here. It's still, we could still make something that's really dead alive. And so Peridot's like, okay. And then there's that tipping point where she trusts them. Because Peridot doesn't trust a lot of people. She trusts them. And then when she finds out that it's a monster, she's like, I knew it. Nothing grows here. And she has um, such an outburst that I think all of us, no matter what age you are, as an adult or a child or a teenager, we all have outbursts. And for me, seeing that, I'm like, yeah, it's so true. It's like you could have hope, 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 and then you get disappointed by that one thing. And then it's all over Mm -hmm. it's all over and then with the help of friends you're like no it's actually not that bad there's sometimes i feel like hope comes in the forms form of others even though Mm -hmm. inside you have it but sometimes you just need those friends to like lean on and and that was something that like resounded with me in back to the kindergarten and i think it was a great lesson to know that sometimes it's okay to ask for help sometimes it's okay to to lean on somebody else Mm -hmm. 
I think another lesson I really like from that episode is uh, Peridot is someone that has tremendous energy and like tremendous ability to do things with that energy, but a lot of times she can invest too much of it in the wrong space mm-hmm. at the wrong and or like I feel like especially with Lapis, she she definitely tried so hard to make sure everything was perfect that it ended up being a catastrophe, mm-hmm. which wasn't entirely her fault. It was definitely like two gyms is not talking and then they not talked so much that it <laughs> it escalated quickly. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that showing like Peridot and I think it's very good that Amethyst and Steven both encourage her to try to fix the kindergarten because that was another like you know, like putting so much effort into something and, it, and nothing comes of it. And mm-hmm. it's another good thing. It's like, even though your friends are trying to help you move on, sometimes even that doesn't work. And that's okay. Like investing a bunch of time and energy into something and then nothing grows from it. That's fine. Just you have to know when to like move on to greener pastures, which was the end point of the whole show is them deciding to plant plants somewhere yeah. where they can grow. I, I it's like a, a good shift in perspective, too. Yes. You know, it's like when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, you can't get your hopes up and just, uh, like, be so focused on just this one thing. And if this one thing doesn't work out, it's over. Mm-hmm, you know, right. and that's how Peridot thought. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, on the train, I love that shot where they're going and... It's like, so beautiful. It's so it's beautiful. Katie so, drew that. With the music too. and everything. It's so great. <laughs> Yeah, I think that a lot of it, too, came down to, like, it. sometimes it's the wrong person, sometimes it's the wrong time, I feel mm-hmm. like, you know, oh, but yeah. you can't, like you said, be hyper-fixated on it because there's a whole world around, no matter what the problem you're facing is. There's been a lot of development with Peridot's, like, feelings toward Earth a lot, too, I think, and that mm-hmm. was sort of, that shot reminded me of that as well, as, like thinking about her view when she came first to earth and she was like this planet's disgusting you know like yeah. and then she she's like oh wow look at the beautiful sunset you know and it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. let's see how far we've come you know do you think that her view of like earth you know she talks about liking earth and the the living things there how much do you how much of that do you think is tied to like her actually loving just the entire earth versus like her just like loving the people there i think it's you know, a little bit of both, but I think it I think it comes down to her experiences with how mm-hmm. the other gems have treated her. Um, I think she finally let in, you know, people into her emotional calculating side um, to her brain. So I think a lot of it not only I mean, you know, you know, she still calls people clods all the time, <laughs> you know, but I think it ha- has to do with in her experiences of calling yellow Do- uh, yellow diamond a clod and and seeing the other gems stick up for her and you know everything that she's experiencing like kind of exploring who she is as this outer out of space like you know it's a little space dorito um <laughs> i think just she has empathy and i think that's what makes her really love the people on earth and therefore that's why she loves earth is because it represents to her where all of those relationships happened Mm -hmm. you know like where you go somewhere and i don't know like your favorite ice cream shop and you're like oh i remember like having that experience with someone pistachio ice cream Mm -hmm. and forever that is like a memory to you i feel like with peridot that's what has kind of become her her memory capsule earth is her, her happy memory capsule where she's like become independent told yellow diamond that (laughs) <laughs> to go away. <laughs> um, so for her, Earth is home and the gems are her home. Mm-hmm. I think in the beginning, yeah, she just, 
through the crystal gem, she found her roots, and now, whether she likes it or not, she cares enough to stay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deeply. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you guys, you talked about her relationships with the other gems and sort of the way that the earth ties into that. How do you think that her own, like her view of herself ties in with the, the gems? Because I found like there's like a lot of parallels between her and like the others, like, you know, the whole amethyst being defective thing and Peridot sort of, I don't know. It, it seems like she's like putting her down to make herself feel better, which is, you know, a, a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what I, do you guys think about that? I think that Peridot as a homeworld gem coming to earth and then seeing all of these people who just refused to follow the rules that were the only thing she lived by for so long. I think a lot of the time she's, I, I liked, I really like how she sort of noticed how different everyone is and was upset and like outraged by it at times, especially with Pearl. But in time she sort of realized that she can be more of herself too. And I think that, they are fantastic examples for her that definitely are 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 rubbing off and, and helping her like become more and and bigger. Does that answer the question? I think that I don't know. No, it does. She did she's, a great she's, job with that. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. The crystal gems are like the perfect. They're like the friend group that you make. The very first friend group that you're like. Oh, I can be myself. Yeah, like because around them because everybody fit. You know, to Peridot, I think everybody kind of fits this um, idea of mm-hmm. you know, like how you have like the funny friend, mm-hmm. the quirky friend, the quiet friend, <laughs> the one that's outspoken. You know, like in every, in a, yeah. you know, and people can all be all those aspects, but there's usually the one person that's like, oh, if we get in trouble, that person's going to stick up for us first, you know? So for the gems, Peridot, you know, is like, well, you're just a pearl. Like, that's what you do. <laughs> Amethyst, you're you're not perfect, but that's okay. That's okay. Like, but you're, you're still fierce. Like, but that's okay. I know where you came out of, and I know why you are the way you are. And Garnet, you know, like, she's made up of two, two gems. So in her head, she has to compartmentalize, like, mm-hmm. what each gem does. And, you know, Steve you know, she's a, a soft spot in her heart for Steven. But I think she's been surprised on how they, like, you know, Garnet asking her to dance. She's like, what? <laughs> and she allows, she she agrees to it. She surrenders and she's like, okay, like, I'll try it. And she's like, never mind. No, 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 no. Never again. Never again. Like, I feel dirty. Never again am I going to, you know, try to attempt to dance with Garnet. Like, the Garnet, you know? Um, but what's great about Peridot is that she tried. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, oh, okay. And, you know, even though she's like, oh, the Pearl. Obviously, she still sees Pearl as like, oh, wow, like, Pearl's, you know, she has her strengths as well. And I think the way she looks at the earth, she's been surprised. Like Peridot has had so many surprises throughout all all of the story uh, storylines that it is one of those things where it's like she's surprised that the earth can can create such amazing flowers and the sky and rain. I think it's it's a great parallel of how she feels about the earth with crystal gems, like always being surprised about discovering new aspects of them. Surprised at the depth? Yeah, yeah. surprised at the depth, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The actual depth as well, since she drilled into the air. Yes, yes. exactly. <laughs> Literally <laughs> No, I think that, like, Peridot also is, like, a reminder for me, like, that, like, I, I feel like seeing someone else look at all these things for the first time makes you realize, oh, that is pretty cool. I guess Rain's pretty neat, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's like I, think, I think what's so fun about her is that the, the time, the first time she got around people who 
encourage letting you be however you are. She she just like goes ham. It's yeah. so, she just she really like spins out of control. She's awesome. She's so fun. Like the shipping charts on the show, watching it for a weekend straight, knowing all the words, getting super invested in just everybody like stomping around, calling yourself the leader of the crystal gins in front of everybody else. It's just it's so fun. Like that she's allowed to go so out of line and they accept it and love it about her. Yeah, and it's never like a, it's never... It's never like, stop it, Peridot. You're yes. being too weird. Yes. <laughs> like, no one will ever say that, ever. <laughs> Unless they're an antagonist. Right, right. <laughs> right. right. She really did have, a, like, an identity crisis there. She that did. People, people oh, go through that all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. When they realize, like, oh, this isn't who I am at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... I'm not. I, I feel as if... No, never mind. That would be a whole manifesto. <laughs> I was just going to say, I feel as if people think they can only change who they are when they're a child or when they're going through puberty or something like right, that. Right. But that's so not true. You can reinvent yourself every day if you want. I mean, that would be very exhausting, but you right, can. Right, but you- <laughs> and sh- and Peridot does. Like- yeah, and you change every day based on experience. Yeah. You're not going to stay the same. You know, um, ideas change the way you perceive things, the way things affect you. Um, yeah, I think Peridot's really a great... Um, character to see that change in like how things she let people affect her like she Mm -hmm. let people in and that's really hard that was hard for her i think it's a lot it's hard for people to let people in like in general you know to be so vulnerable Mm -hmm. i guess it was nice i think that's why people really liked peridot even when she was having these fits is because she was vulnerable and we understood why she was having those Mm -hmm. yeah what do you think that the peridot's taught the other gems like we talked about how They've taught her things, but what do you think that she's like brought to that table? I think I I feel as if Peridot holds. She must hold. Must she definitely <laughs> holds such like extreme like importance as just like like she's a she's the new Crystal Gif. She's like she's the first of like Lapis. I believe stayed pretty neutral, but she she became like a Crystal Gem and, and was part of some I think just showing that there are new people who need their help and she's just one peridot but even that changes so much just watching a person grow I think she's she's a ma- she's a mascot she's a, <laughs> she's energy she's she's support she's Everybody loves Paradise. She is the everything. greatest lovable Paradise. <laughs> she's their morale. I feel as if. Yeah, yeah. and I think um, mm-hmm. it, she's kind of she kind of gave the other gems the nudge to just go with it. Mm-hmm. Like if you're feeling something, you just go with it. Yeah. You know, don't hesitate because she That's true. she like didn't doesn't hesitate in how she feels or what she's gonna say. You know, if if there's something there she's one of the first people to be like she doesn't cover it i guess Mm -hmm. and i think some of the gems in in the other episodes i think they they take a nod from her on being like yeah yeah you know that's true it's like i I think about like the care like the development that we've seen garnet go through where she's sort of slowly letting people into Mm -hmm. um behind the you know the stone wall or whatever and then Pearl and Amethyst, I feel like, are doing the same thing. They both have their sort of facades they put up. But I, I didn't ever consider that Peridot would have been, like, a part of that. But it makes a lot of sense because they kind of definitely coincide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I feel as if, as well, like, before they met Peridot, they, they were extremely cautious, especially with Homeworld. But then Peridot is just, like, this big, like like icebreaker of a character. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to put it, icebreaker. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I want to invite Peridot to a party. I do, too. <laughs> I, do too. I miss her. She needs it right now. Like, it's a mess. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm concerned. Uh, yeah. I'm very concerned. So uh, my last question I have for you guys is, so we, we learned from Lamar and Rebecca a while back that Garnet and Greg play tennis on the weekends. Do you guys have any ideas what you think Peridot would be doing? Like, if you... This doesn't. It's not like canon or anything. We're just like imagining what Peridot would do with other characters, like for for, for fun. Oh, oh, if I could just imagine yeah, what Peridot yeah. does on her weekends. Oh well, I would like to imagine she argues with people on the internet and <laughs> is like a pro gamer on something like Farmville or something. like really like like Claude Farmer three thousand. I'm the top guy. I've held the position for three months. Lapis, I can't leave the computer. Or like, I I, I feel as if she also tries to make lots of vlogs but doesn't know how to edit what's up <laughs> what's up tubetubers <laughs> yes Peridot she, like could you imagine Peridot trying to learn Adobe After Effects or just anything like it's, it's she, not happening she'd have like huge fits I, I feel as if she would love to be a content creator I just don't think that she can or maybe she maybe that's what she's doing she's taking an After Effects class that's what I say yeah <laughs> I have ideas that she really enjoys on the weekends um, doing random art installations. That, like, I kind of yeah. see her, like, maybe on, like, Santa Monica, uh, you know, promenade, blending in with a tree and, like, not blinking, like, staying there for a really long time. And, you know, like, I don't know, somebody comes and be like, Peridot, and she's like, shh, I'm busy right now. <laughs> you know, like, and she's, she's just committing to it. Oh, or just, yeah. like, in, um, I don't know, like, she's, like, in the gap, and she's like, trying to be a mannequin you know things like that or or like yeah. she's at the food court like eating french fries and she's just like w- dipped in ketchup and it's just like waiting and then she uses her metal powers to like levitate plates and she just likes to <laughs> she likes a lot of attention oh, i would did. feel like you think she's she's like david blaining it out absolutely. there <laughs> absolutely absolutely she yes. doesn't have to breathe or eat either she could be there for weeks that's, oh, like, that's yeah. what i mean like commitment i definitely agree she's like doing a lot of deep rabbit hole type of activities like yes. she she's not like oh i thought i'd dip my toe into community theater she's like doing three roles in a thing and has oh, written yeah. it herself yeah yeah oh, yeah and she like, takes all the credit she, yes she won't, oh, collab- yeah. <laughs> she won't collab with anybody it's just her um she doesn't let anybody in like she'll just be in a conversation and all of a sudden just like freeze and be like uh okay and just shh that's, I mean, that's what she does. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's art. It's art. It's art. <laughs> she doesn't let anyone in, you say. No. That's beautiful, I say. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. Because she's so committed to her art at exactly, that time. Exactly. All right. I love that. That's pretty okay, good. Okay, guys, thank you so much for coming and talking sure. to me. Of course. Absolutely. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah. And if you're wondering why Paradox calls everybody a Claude... You'll find out next when Rebecca Sugar and Ian Jones Cordy return to the podcast to give us an inside look at the creation of Peridot. All right, I am back with Ian JQ and Rebecca Sugar talking today about Peridot. Thank you guys so much for coming back. Yeah. yeah. Let's jump right in. Peridot is a character that was obviously not introduced originally, uh, but how early like had you guys started conceiving of her? Oh, it was pretty early it on. It was pretty early. Um, Can I talk about goofy alien stuff? Sh- sure. I had, like, <laughs> I had a bit that I used to do in the writer's room about, like, 
yes, human, I will have some of your Earth snacks. Like, <laughs> doing, like, all these dumb alien things uh-huh. and being like, why don't we put an alien in the show? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what is this love, human? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, doing all this. Yeah. Like, and, like, Peridot actually was, like, very much like kind of tied into some of those ideas yeah well um, i mean you would say that claude thing yeah that's came from ian yeah yeah um because we were watching the. can i tell the story i don't i mean yeah i, I guess, guess so. so it's we were watching the new cosmos yes and wait we, was it that it, well, yes it was that it was i'm okay. positive okay uh, no i thought we were watching the original cosmos no, no well we watched the original like yes like nine years ago we watched the original cosmos yeah. ian introduced it to me yeah and I fell in love with it. So we were, we were both big Cosmos fans. And then we were watching the new Cosmos. How was that timeline track? Well, one of the things, one of the things that we love about the original Cosmos is just like how everything is explained as beautiful. Yeah. And there's never a point where it sort of gets upset at someone who can't appreciate the material. It's yeah. just positive. Yeah. It's, it's just, just positive. Like, look at the beauty of the mm-hmm. fabric of reality of the science behind. Yeah how everything functions when your hand hits a table or or when you go you know a billion trillion years out into the universe and look back on earth like like everything's just so beautiful and we were watching the new cosmos which is also just super good um when it was new so i guess that would yeah we'd know whenever that is is when we were coming up with i'm looking at stuff <laughs> i'm like a little confused what, is this like a tv is this like a it was a it was a yeah, yeah oh with, no with, it couldn't have been the new one because that with was neil degrasse Tyson. that was 2014 2014 i think i think i know what it was what was it i think it was like we no were, way, it was totally that it wasn't it came before no. we were watching it was like a it was like one of those richard dawkins things was it yeah oh like, this one is 2014 we but it, this it well, this was is a, the that's same a thing things. anyway we were we were we so we loved cosmos <laughs> and how like it made you fall in love with the idea of uh-huh. like science and the physical world and, and the universe and how beautiful that was uh-huh. but then there were also like the other side of like that angry like right, where people like, get really mad at religion and, exactly. and are like frustrated with people who don't and understand so, evolution and uh, so that's where it came from yeah you would do this voice was, of like a, a frustrated <laughs> a frustrated liberal it was like I can't remember what it was it was like someone would be like but the earth was created in seven days it's like no it wasn't you Claude <laughs> <laughs> Evolution is evolution, evolution is, is real, real Claude. <laughs> and it would just be like this. Which is like, which is like, uh, like I think evolution is, is a beautiful concept. Of I, don't know, I don't know if I should, like, should be but it anyway, just but like it's, a it's like play off of like the person who's like. People who would get really mad. They want to yeah. win you over to their side. But they're so mean about it. <laughs> uh, that it's like, who could, who would possibly like, want? Like, right, I don't want to be on the same side as someone who's just like insulting the other side. Like uh-huh. that's all they're doing. I mean, and, if, like, if it's that's not, what it was. If it's not apparent from the from the television show, yeah. that we made, yeah. um, we like to very, very gently be gentle. Explain, yeah, why. Caring about people who are different from yourself uh, benefits everyone. Yes. Which, so that's why this is sort of... This is like the exact This would opposite. be the opposite of that. Even though we would agree with these points of view, it's not a gentle yeah. way 
to, and that to, was and that was the kind of bit where to it try was just and like, like bring someone over. To all me. cultures are valid, you Claude. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. like why don't you respect me, Claude? It was just like it became <laughs> so, this like thing. Yeah. So Ian would do this voice. I would just laugh and laugh and laugh. Um, this was before Paradox existed. Yeah. This is way before Paradox. This is way before. Yeah. Um, so there was that, and then I think Paradox. Oh. I think Ellie Ellie Mahalka, our mm-hmm. art director, was like, "Let's have a gem named Peridot." That's like yeah. <laughs> so we yeah. knew we wanted to make a gem named Peridot. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing that was older than Peridot was I really wanted to have like Stephen being like oh, bullied yeah. online, like like even getting cyberbullied. Yeah, yes. what? This yes. is very weird. This, this was, is very this is a old. Really How does old it... idea? Yeah. And then and then meeting the person, and then they're really not the person you would uh-huh. expect. This is, I, that was like an idea that went nowhere, but it kind of didn't it because that's who Peridot is. She, she limit hands, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's doing she's that. We just found a really that. fantasy way to express yeah. that. Mm-hmm. It's like when someone from someone who's really far away feels they feel really comfortable threatening you, and that's mm-hmm. exactly and that's what, what Peridot, Peridot did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was far away. She was threatening. She was mean about everything. Mm-hmm. And then when you see them in real life, you're like, oh, you're a person, you know? Yeah. You're, like, you're a very mean you're person. You're a very mean person. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. you are, like, a person. Uh-huh. And, yeah, so that was, like, that was so another early really yeah. early concept that got sort mm-hmm. of folded into Peridot. And um, then the other thing I can think of was we had... So we had a lot of ideas for, like, that first season, and a lot of them were about discovering the past of the gems. And then we were thinking that, oh, we need another thing where the gems are discovering a new thing that's happening in the present. And suddenly, Peridot became the exact right character to do that with, because this was someone new in the present who the gems didn't know. Mm-hmm. And um, and discovering what was going on with her, like which episode is? Oh, it's Marble Madness. Mm-hmm. Where by the time you get to Marble Madness, if you've never seen the show before, that's maybe the worst episode to start on because it's right. all everything is referencing other. Things. Everything is like you're figuring out new things based on old things. It's like I love that. I went and Peridot was like we got the work print back on yeah, that. Yeah. We were watching it with with Ben, with ben and, Matt. and Matt. Yeah, <laughs> and they were just looking at this thing, and they were just like, "What? What is this? What, like, what did we make? What like, did we make? Everything is so at that point inside <laughs> yeah, of itself. Yeah. I was so proud of. And that. Peridot was a big part of like the idea that there would be new things for the gems to discover. You know, new fights for them to fight. Mm. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. But still unearthing like old skeletons of the closet they didn't want to talk about it felt like yeah it would all kind of relate to to the history of gems but um yeah yeah i think you know she also like she subscribes to this to the system yeah super hard so like and to her it just makes total sense yeah she's a true she was a true believer in the way gems were just supposed to be mm. yeah yeah and to this this was a little based off of interactions i would sort of have with other kids oh, yeah, as yeah. a as a jewish kid cuz like people would feel really comfortable just like telling me that you know everything that everything i believed was just completely wrong and right. that and that mm-hmm. uh i was you know horrible things were going to happen to me <laughs> and yeah, and basically. and like i understood that like i was like okay that you know you like this person really believes they're helping me out mm. yeah i thought that that so that's sort of interesting and I thought about that a lot with Peridot is like she she really believes 
in this system and that it's good for everyone. And she's only just meeting people for whom it's not good, Mm -hmm. um, for whom like who where that it failed them. And that's sort of what her arc is, is like really getting to know them and realizing like, oh, you don't fit into this structure that I believe in so much. But I think that's also the thing that makes Peridot really likable is that she seems like she is like really conceited. Yeah. But she's not. She's she's a grunt. She's like basically a janitor. She's just just given herself over. To a higher power. Yeah, she believes you know. she believes in something that is so that is yeah. so much bigger than her, and she thinks that it's good for everybody. Yeah, um, I say maybe not Janet. She's like a ma- she's a maintenance worker. Yeah, right. she she's like there to fix the warps. She's not a, an important gem, and she knows that, and she's fine with that because, as far as she's concerned, that's just how it works, and everyone else should understand that they're not important too, because yeah. that is that is just how it is, mm-hmm. and anything else is just some sort of weird denial. Yeah. Anyway, I think that. You know, as she's sort of realizing that the system doesn't work as well as she thought it did, that there's all this stuff that's going on on Earth that really doesn't doesn't make the kind of sense that everything was supposed to make, and she thinks it should be very easy. Like like the understanding she has of how homeworld works is that they're going to want to do the most efficient, right, <laughs> the most efficient mm-hmm. thing possible, the best thing that's best for everyone, which is what she's telling everyone. She's like, don't you understand that you're going against the thing that's best for everyone? Yeah. And then she's faced with the fact that that's not how it works. That it's really just yeah. a horrible, oppressive. Well, system. and then she <laughs> she she realizes that she is one of these people people too who falls outside the system yeah and now, and the, and has, now it's failing her now and the system's now failing her and i think that's something that i think paradox arc is something that kind of happens to a lot of people when you believe in just the way that things are and then you eventually find you meet someone where the the way that things are is bad for them and you have to change your thinking. Yeah, but it's that's not easy. It takes it's really it takes hard. a while, and people yeah. get hurt. Yeah, like and that's why. That, hopefully, you stick yeah. it out and like start to really get. Not through. everybody sticks it out, but that's why Peridot is like throwing tantrums for like <laughs> for like <laughs> right. most of her arc. Yeah. She's just like she's just like rolling around in the dirt. <laughs> you would just stick in line, then yeah. everyone yeah. would be fine. Yeah, no, I I really like that. Do you think that the um her understanding of the world is that something that they like drill into people like to the gems i mean or is that something like you know since they pop out of the ground fully grown do they already have that conditioning built in that's like a bigger question question. about the nature of gems that Mm -hmm. do we even have time to get into i don't know know. (laughs) it's a big one yeah i'd say it's some of both but some of both yeah peridot it's obvious that as a maintenance worker uh, who really believed in the system, she also, I don't think she had time to think about her belief in the system at all. Everything was kind of study for her, which is kind of why she knows how to fix things, but then she also knows about kindergartens. She knows a lot about her system, but she never questioned it. I think she's also, like, she had to do a lot of research to, to go from place yeah. to place, and I think especially with with homeworld but this is also just uh, something that happens yeah. in reality that that history has been very revised to make them look mm-hmm. as good as possible um and yeah. make everything that they did make sense mm-hmm. you know so when so she's why com- would she question it? yeah well, yeah. she's coming to earth she has this information about what happened there and she, and it all makes sense to her because it's been given to her from a very specific point of view. Right. That's then, not the Crystal Gems point of view. Yeah. It just falls apart when she realizes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Okay, cool. Thank you guys so much for coming on and talking to me. Yeah, thanks for having us. And as promised, Peridot is here and she's coming up next. All right, I am here with Peridot. Peridot, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me. Of course. Thanks for having me, Mackenzie. Of course. Um, So we have a few questions I'm going to run through um, from different people, some of them from me, some of them from fans on Twitter. So I'm gonna Oh, I, I know I know that 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 like the thing with the bird on it. Yes, the yeah. bird social network, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I I like writing on that thing. It's 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 fun. Yeah. Okay. I mean getting permission to write on the bird Twitter thing. Yeah, you always get permission, right? I mean <laughs> I I've heard, always I've heard rumors that you uh forcibly took over Cartoon Network's social media channels. Is that is I there wouldn't any call it to that? forcibly. I mean like I mean I, I I just basically did it because I, I felt like it, but I mean who needs permission these days? I mean please, I'm Paradot, hello. Yeah, it's fair. You are the number one cartoon character according to that post that did you, you see definitely. that um, Shelby Rivara? She congratulated me. Oh my god, I got to talk to Shelby Rivara. Oh my god, <laughs> that must have been amazing. It was, but uh, I don't think she knew that I proclaimed that about myself. Oh, I, I, that it was I, a self. I, I, I self-proclaimed myself mm-hmm. number one cartoon character on 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 the tweet birdie thing. So mm-hmm. I'm very proud of that. So um, <laughs> Shelby Rivara, if you are listening, um, I I self-proclaimed that. Thanks for congratulating me. <laughs> Okay, okay. Uh, we have another question from uh, Gina, who asked, uh, would you ever consider leading another adventure as the Crystal Temps? Oh, I love being the Crystal Temps. I mean, everybody knows that I am the Garnet, the best one. I'm not as good as the Garnet. But I think Lapis and Connie and, and myself, I think we would be really, really great at baking cakes, specifically Ube cakes with Lars. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So would you, would Pumpkin accompany you on that one or would Lars take the place of, of Pearl? Oh no, Pumpkin definitely would be by my side. Who's going to lick right. up the extra Ube cake when it, I don't wash floors. That's what Pearls do. Right. Understandable. That, yeah. <laughs> so I have another question. Uh, speaking of food, uh, if you could eat anything, what would you want to try first? Cookie cats, fry bits, or something else? I would definitely try fry bits because there's something about the oil bubbling really violently that makes it really, really neat to watch. And and, and apparently when I watch Steven eat the fry bits, he makes this loud noise. So I'm interested in how many loud noises I can make all at the same time. Mm, That's so it's the it's mostly an auditory. It's absolutely auditory. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Another question. What is objectively the best Earth pet? So there's, you know, there's dogs, cats, hamsters. Are you familiar with those um, can you, creatures? Can, what is the difference between a hamster and um, what was the other one? Uh, cats? Cats are, they are larger and they would probably eat a hamster. Hamsters are kind of like Oh my God, they and eat a hamster? Cats eat hamsters? I mean, they eat mice, which are related to hamsters, I'm pretty sure. Well, I ate a cookie cat, so was I eating a cook, a, a, a cat? A real cat? No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> no, that is a separate thing. Um, <laughs> Ooh! Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, that is... Um, are dogs loyal? They are. That is their main feature. Okay. Well, Pumpkin 
is super loyal to me. So if Pumpkin's anything like an Earth dog, I would have to say my final answer would be uh, the best Earth pet is a dog if it's remotely anywhere near Pumpkin. 100% agree. Pumpkin is very precious. <laughs> uh, we have another question from Emerald Skies. What is a piece of Earth fashion that you've always wanted to try on? Is there something called vinyl yes. on Earth? Vinyl? Uh, yes. I would like to try on some vinyl pants. Oh. Yes, very shiny. It. It. it I don't know if they're easy to walk in, but something about the vinyl, the, the scratchy sound it, it makes, don't earth people put music on vinyl or am i getting that mixed up with a round thing that is yeah they're both called vinyl i can see understand it's a different they're not on the pants there's no music in the pants there should be music in the pants i agree maybe that should be the next step is that something that that i i can contribute to earth making vinyl music pants that can play music while you walk i think that that's definitely something you should look into peridot 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 is going to own vinyl music pants i i i look forward to to getting a pair me too me too (laughs) me too Mackenzie. okay uh another question is uh what is your favorite part about being a farmer it is just so amazing to have my hands in the dirt i love the smell of dirt i love those white little rock thingies that are supposedly uh that supposedly help with water drainage i really enjoy that something like soil has striations in it just like rock you have to put the bottom layer with with rocks and then you have to put some mulch on top and then on top of that more dirt and then more rocks on top so you know it's there is definitely a way to create soil that has good drainage has all the yummy stuff for all these flowers and fruits and vegetables to grow in so I really do believe being a farmer is something that is just ingrained in me. You take it seriously. I take it very seriously. That's I am good. mulching every other day, Mackenzie. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm getting bags of mulch. Pumpkin always likes to eat the mulch, and, I, and, he, and that's a problem. <laughs> that's a <laughs> yeah. big problem, eating I, mulch. I feel like that would be a problem for multiple reasons. because uh, If you could imagine. Yeah, yeah. Pumpkins um, and mulch do not mix. Yeah, let's change the subject. Um, I, yeah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, just want to save us from that. Uh, so the last question I have is from Maya, and it's, if you had a podcast, what would you make yours about? This is a great question. I'm going to need a moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, what we're doing right now, a podcast where people listen to us in our podcast. Yes. Would yes. I be able to have guests come on my podcast? Yeah, you could have, you could have guests in the podcast. I watched an episode of Mr. Rogers one time. Okay. Steven was watching it, so I, I, got, I, got, I got to watch it as well. And other than Camp Pining Hearts, you know, that's still my number one show. Hmm. Mr. Rogers has all these people come on the show and talk about how they make things, mm-hmm. like mozzarella cheese. Okay. One time, this man came on the show and showed how they made mozzarella cheese and stretched it with their hands and put it in the water after molding it into little balls. 
I would really like to have maybe, you know, the inventor of yellow post-it sticky pads. I would just want to know people's thought processes. Like what makes that glue on the top of the post-it note? Mm -hmm. Who makes a, how does a microphone work? Here's one. Who invented the button? The button. I don't have any buttons on my clothes, obviously. But Stephen one time wore a polo shirt with a button. And I was fixated with this little tiny round thing with four holes. Right. I would like to know who made that button. Who's behind it? Who's, yeah. who's, who are the great minds behind earthling things? I'm thinking that, I mean, buttons have probably been around for a while. I don't know that the person who made buttons is still uh, with us. If you know what I'm getting oh, at. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah. So, but I think that the mozzarella cheese thing well, well, sounds great. Where do people go? Um, Is that for the next podcast? Yeah, we'll talk about that next time. Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, thank you so much for coming on and talking to me, Faradot. Thank you, Mackenzie. Um, thanks for everyone listening out there. And um, we'll talk about next time where, where the person who created buttons went. The Steven Universe podcast is produced by Stacey Para, Charles Abadje, and Conrad Montgomery. Special thanks to Rob Sorcher, Cartoon Network Studios, The Crewniverse, and Turner Studios in Atlanta. Join me next Thursday as we take a closer look at Pearl, which means that both Dee Dee Magno Hall and Michaela Dietz are going to be back on the show. And we'll have Rebecca Sugar and Ian Jones Cordy again to give us a behind the scenes look at Pearl's creation. And Pearl and Amethyst are supposed to be here, too. So, you know we're going to ask Pearl if she ever plans on getting her driver's license. So, subscribe to the Steven Universe podcast now at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave us a five-star rating interview while you're there. I'm Mackenzie Atwood, and I'll see you next Thursday. 